Testing. 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 Boy, Welcome back to another episode of Bloom and Grow. You're listening to the Bloom and Grow podcast with me, Jenna, and me, Gabrielle, and Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the one show. Um, Nonconformist. Yeah. This episode, we're going to be talking about, as you've already seen from the title, living free from depression. So before we actually get into it, quick question to you guys. Like, do you think that people who, a lot of people who say that they are depressed, or maybe, let me change the question. Do you think that there's misconception with, or misunderstanding, not misconception, yeah, about depression in society as a whole? Um, yes, 100%. Um I think sometimes people use the term too um, lightly. Like, they use depression as a emotion when it is a diagnosis. Like, depression is not sadness. And so people will be like, I feel depressed. Like, I feel so... Or like, when they really mean to say, I feel so sad or down. Um, and sometimes, like, it makes... I don't... I'm not judging anyone, but I wonder how many people who say they're depressed or have depression have even looked at the clinical signs of depression or have even, like, you know, stopped to do an analysis of their mental health and wellness and then, or they're just, like, labeling their sadness as depression. And then you can go into the whole talk about, like, situational factors. Is it truly depression or is it situational depression? Like, you know, all those different things. I think in general, yes, people, there's some misunderstandings. Gabby? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, what about you, Basically, Jane? Ariel just kind of wrapped it all up together for us nicely. Um, although I do think in today's day and age that with the whole advocacy for mental health and a lot of people advocating for therapy and counselors and you have so many different ways to access um, mental health resources that maybe today, as opposed to maybe five years ago, um, people might be a little bit more aware of if they're like just feeling depressed as opposed to actually ha- having um, a clinical diagnosis. A clinical diagnosis, but I still think in general people can tend to maybe misunderstand what depression is so very quickly and like this is like a quick google search but just to give you context uh i did my minor in psychology so i do like i'm not saying it to brag or anything but if you hear me talking about anything it's one i have read a lot of different research and i have studied a little bit in this area in addition to two also having clinical depression for pretty much over a decade so on both fronts i'm able to like i'm not coming at you just like blindly i've lived it and i've also learned it so anyways depression according to the dsm which is usually what psychiatrists will use to diagnose you um you basically 
like Iris said, it's not sadness. Kind of like anxiety, where it's normal for you to feel feelings of like restlessness or anxiousness related to some kind of situation. But just because you feel anxiety, like anxiety is a normal human emotion, just like sadness is. Mm -hmm. But then something switches on when it becomes abnormal or it becomes an illness now. So not sadness, not just you feeling sad. It says that in order for an individual to be actually diagnosed with depression, they must be experiencing five or more symptoms during the same two-week period, and at least one of the symptoms should be either one, a depressed mood, or two, loss of interest or pleasure. So you have things like depressed mood most of the day and nearly every day, Two, markedly diminished interest or pleasure in all or almost all activities most of the day, nearly every day. Three, significant weight loss when not dieting or weight gain or decrease or increase in appetite nearly every day. Four, a a slowing down of thought and a reduction of physical movement um, observable by others, not merely subjective feelings of restlessness or being slowed down. Five, fatigue or loss of energy nearly every day. Six, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt nearly every day. Seven, diminished ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness nearly every day. Eight, recurrent thoughts of death, recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan or a suicide attempt or a specific plan for committing suicide. So there's many things in there. But... The key thing that I'd like to say is that also there's different types of depression too. So, but I'm not going to get into that. Like you can research it if you'd like, if you'd like more information or we could just like link resources if you're interested. But what I'd stress here is, is feelings of any of a combination of these, those um, signs or symptoms for a long period of time. So it's not like... And sometimes, like, they even look at situational factors. So it's like Ariel mentioned, say someone in your family dies or a loved one dies or you go through a traumatic experience um, and you do feel a period of, um, you do feel, like, sad for a month or two or even, like, you may experience some of these signs or symptoms for a couple months after. Like, that's considered normal. They'll still classify you as being depressed, but depressed linked to, like, a very specific situation. Um, and, you know, sometimes that just fades for people after after some time. But then a lot of people, like if you've been diagnosed with clinical depression or you've just kind of struggled with it for a long period of time, like usually it's not just like boiled down to one situation and it can have many different triggers. Hopefully that makes sense. Anyways, so just want to clarify sadness not equal to depression. And next, um, I guess before we even get into more discussion, I just want to say quickly that there's two points that I don't want you to forget. So I'm going to say them now at the beginning before you might lose focus or anything. Don't forget this. The purpose of this is really to emphasize that you can live free from depression. Why? Because number one, Jesus is has always and will always be a healer and there is nothing that he cannot fix there's nothing that he cannot heal or remove there's nothing he cannot restore okay so you can 
live a life free from depression. And yeah, so the scripture reference for that is John 8 verse 16. But all throughout the Bible, we've seen God be a healer many, many times. But John 8 16 says, who the son has set free is free indeed. Mm -hmm. You can live free from depression. And I think like what is kind of sad to me now, like growing up, when I, I said, like, my period of depression would have started when I was, like, I don't know, like, 14. Um, and it, back then, no one was ever talking about mental health. It was a rough time to be struggling because no one, yeah, especially if you lived in, like, I think cultures like the black community, especially, and it's still present today where they don't really like to give mental health issues much of a like they don't like to talk about them they don't really like to acknowledge them well it was worse way back it was worse then uh over 10 years ago so but now but now um i think that there is a lot more information and even in churches before even churches they weren't really talking about it they weren't acknowledging it they were not seeing mental health on the same level as like physical illnesses and diseases but today, I think that we are definitely on that page. However, the one little caveat is I do feel like, although I'm a big advocate for talking about these things and having discussion because so many people are affected by it, but I have noticed the trend of like the world going towards glorifying mental health illnesses. And I feel like some people don't necessarily mean it that way, but that's just kind of what it's becoming, mm-hmm. where it's like... Oh, like it's okay to, it's okay to not be okay, kind of thing, mm-hmm. which to the extreme. To the extreme, because yes, all of us are imperfect. All of us at some point go through periods where we're not okay, and we need to be honest about that. We need to have conversations mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that, and we need to. We don't need to get into a culture of like guilt and shaming. Right. However, the extremist part of it is kind of just like embracing every negative thing every negative quality or trait embracing Mm -hmm. depression or embracing anxiety disorders embracing all these things and not giving room as believers you're supposed to give god room to heal us give god room to restore us give god room to To renew our minds (laughs) yeah (laughs) or as ariel said to be god in Mm -hmm. our lives so we unfortunately we don't give him that room to show up in our lives and show his glory and his power when we kind of clutch on and hold on to these things so much Mm -hmm. um and i can tell you like when i started i literally just i would say probably the last like three or four years have been living free from depression so it's pretty recent but like it's just something that you it's only possible with the holy ghost it's only possible with mm-hmm. Jesus um and it's something that you continually like we mentioned before earlier in our other podcast with healing well you continually need to live in your healing and right. you continually have to take steps to be um to be healed like you don't just like one day say okay it's going to be different and then don't do anything like you continually have to make the choice make yeah. choices it's mm-hmm. just like a healthy diet and True. when you get to the goal weights or your goal you know, I look like how I want to look, I'm toned or whatever. Well, you got to do stuff to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Like if you just stop there and you go back, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you're going back to where you came from. Yeah. So it's the same principle, which is why I've always been an advocate for, or I always appreciated 
like cognitive behavioral therapy over just like medications Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. really i'm going to get into this and i know it might be an unpopular opinion but um i unfortunately i don't like the trend of people kind of pushing depression so much more towards the genetic side i've heard pastors a lot more and preachers say like oh like god can heal you from depression um but obviously like if you have if you have like chemical imbalances or whatever <laughs> like take your medication yeah now here's the thing and i need i'm going to go slowly on this because i don't want to be um misunderstood number one depression does not like a chemical imbalance doesn't cause you to have depression now i think what they meant to say is and you can look at the research is that more people certain people are just more vulnerable to becoming clinically depressed after an environmental trigger Mm -hmm. in comparison to other people the same thing goes for addiction okay there are more people who are prone to become addicted to substances based on some environmental trigger and you don't hear anyone in the church saying oh like god will free you of addiction but if you have a chemical imbalance (laughs) or genetic disposition to addiction well take your meds um i just it's a very tricky place to be i'm not saying if you are currently taking medications for depression not by any by all means i'm not telling you to stop taking your medications However, I'm saying to you to seriously pray and talk to God about it. And we know people in our lives who aren't necessarily believers who there are many people who don't want to be dependent on taking medication. Mm -hmm. All that medication is doing is just like regulating your Mm -hmm. hormones or your neurotransmitters or the things that are causing your brain to go like have a low mood. Mm -hmm. But even still with those medications, psychiatrists will tell you like they don't really know. Yeah. how or why they're working mm-hmm. and they don't and always the work for anyone it's have. very all up in the air mm-hmm. um and a lot of people just don't want to be dependent on a medication but they'd they'd actually rather try and fix the root causes because a lot of times the root causes mm-hmm. and work on their reaction to Unpacking the triggers mm-hmm. as opposed to just taking medication and i think the same needs to be People in the church also need to be stressing the same things. And a lot of people, even in psychology, will recommend doing cognitive behavioral therapy or just therapy in addition to taking meds and never just mm-hmm. taking meds on alone. And a lot of people don't like so just prescribing medications for this mm-hmm. because they don't even really understand how things work. As for psych- like psychiatric disorders, it's really hit or miss and they don't really know or fully understand the mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So... All I'm saying is don't rely on medications. Mm. And there is a way, I can tell you from experience, for you to live free from depression without having to rely on medications for the rest of your life. If it's working for you now, sure, sure, like, sure, fine. But please, if you are a believer, if you've been filled with the Spirit, Mm. please take it to God in prayer. Seek someone, if you have access to a Christian counselor or access to someone who can really be there for you and talk to you and give you some guidance like solid guidance use that because you don't have to be reliant on medication for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life you can start there and like we've known people who've gradually weaned off with Mm -hmm. their psychiatrist and been able to live free from it that way but like all i'm gonna say is god is a healer and if we we like to believe that like god 
raise people from the dead. <laughs> like churches love to be like, yeah, like God can resurrect you. Mm-hmm. And like God has healed people of cancer, of diabetes, of all these things that are chronic hypertension or just like from the smallest to like God say like God healed you of COVID or God healed you of like a flu or God like from the littlest things right. to the biggest things. God can heal, and we've heard many testimonies. We've seen it. God has healed people. Yeah, don't put God in a box. Surely, um, mental illness is on that spectrum Mm -hmm. of mental illness. Any comments so far? Because I've been talking the whole time. (laughs) Just an interesting conversation because it's like there's so many um, with a spectrum, and there's so many different extremes that you see in church culture. Like you'll have some Christians or pastors or leaders or just people who believe in god who deny that mental illness is a thing <laughs> you know and it's just like you like yeah it's kind of the same they sing the same tune like yes god is a healer but like they're not even like accepting that people may be struggling with mental illness it's just like no man like mm-hmm. god is it like so it's just interesting conversation because there has to be a balance and i think like that is at the core of everything Janelle is saying. Like there is a balance that needs to be found, and especially in the Christian yeah, especially community. in the mm-hmm. in the Christian community, and like attaching to that balance is a dependence on God to be God, um, and not like putting God in a box because I think that whole um, belief or that whole rhetoric, like oh, ignoring that mental illness is a thing in the church, just stems from a failure to understand that God is beyond what we can sure. comprehend. Like I think sometimes. Christian, especially leaders, can be afraid to admit mental illness is real because then they're like, oh, now, for some reason, I, I think it's like, sometimes we as believers find it so hard to believe that God can heal our mind when it's like the mind is a part of the body and God can heal any part of the body. Mm-hmm. Why can't he heal our mind? So it's just an interesting kind of conversation. And I think like why I'm pushing that you can live free from depression is because ultimately when you begin to when you embrace that diagnosis and you live out what it means to actually have clinical depression, you are living in sin. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where, like, it's tough because I know there's going to be many people who disagree, but just go back to the word mm-hmm. and the heart of the word. Because even in Googling and, like, searching up different thought processes from Christians on this, many articles was like, depression is not a sin don't listen to the, the questions. It's like, listen, I can tell you because I've been there. But also, like, one of the one of the things in the, the diagnostic criteria is actually like obsessively thinking about like having really bad thoughts of worthlessness mm-hmm. or guilt and shame. Okay, those three things right there Not the- are contrary to God, mm-hmm. contrary to what he stands for, contrary to his word and his truth about who we are. Right. We should not be feeling worthless. Mm-hmm. We should not be feeling guilty and we should not be condemned with shame. Mm-hmm. All those things are against the their anti-God. Okay? You embrace things that are counter. And so you're embracing things that are anti-God, mm-hmm. but then you're living in sin. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like... I actually found a pretty good article on this. It's from Focus on the Family. And this, the person who wrote the article is um, a doctor. But obviously, Focus on the Family is a Christian organization. So it's interesting coming from someone who is in the medical profession, but also obviously Christian. And they, they actually made a very good point for people who might 
be thinking, oh, like, no, depression is just, like, an illness. Well, like, this is where it differs because, like, obviously, if you just had, uh, and give me, like, a physical illness that you could just have. Like, if you just got diabetes. No, I'm not going to say diabetes. because oh, um, it's lifestyle. Because lifestyle. Um, if you had uh, cystic fibrosis. Yes, if you had cystic oh, okay, fibrosis. Yeah. Obviously, you having that is not a sin. You just were born with it. It's a genetic um, disease. Like, you just are born with it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Where the difference is with, like, anxiety disorder and clinical depression is you are allowing yourself to dwell and think negative thoughts towards yourself and towards your life mm-hmm. that is basically creating this barrier from the truth of God and making you dwell in this in this lowness that God did not intend for you. So this article says depression, reject the guilt and embrace the cure. So they basically say that like, in a nutshell, depression, when you start to feel like you have a trigger, say your trigger is that like, is people treating you in a way that you perceive as like, bad so like someone says something bad about you or you interpret it to be bad and then you start to feel low about yourself Mm. let's just say that well that trigger it's okay for you to feel sad at the moment the best way i can the best way i can compare it is when the bible tells us to be angry and sin not so there's nothing wrong with being angry just like there's nothing wrong with being sad Mm -hmm. but what we then take how we then react to that initial anger that sadness and what we do with that then depends on or determines if it becomes a sin mm-hmm. or if we are actually walking in God's truth, mm-hmm. which is what this article is saying. So this says this is a sticky question. Many Christians struggle with is, is depression a sin? They basically said the answer is yes and no. So it says that depression can in many instances have some physical cause like we see some people are just more predisposed to having like a negative reaction to certain certain outcomes than other people um but so can alcoholism and several other things spoken against in the bible Mm -hmm. so we should never ever focus on the fact that oh like it's just a physical thing like no you don't use it for addiction you don't use it for pornography you don't use it for gender identity so don't use it for depression um so the tendency toward depression or alcoholism is not a sin. Giving into them is a sin. If you forget anything else, just kind of remember that as well. So yeah. it's not the tendency towards that is not the sin. It's not wrong. God's not condemning that. Just like the temptation, temptations will come, mm-hmm. but it's what you then do with the temptation that determines yeah, whether you into go the in the right or the wrong direction. If you right. give in, then you sin. If you do not, then you are living above sin. So it says that uh, when you feel depressed or like when you start to feel depression beginning to clamp its hold on you, usually from some kind of trigger, um, then you can do different things. Above anything else, I make sure I'm still reading my Bible and praying. Big key. Yeah. The word of God is truth. And it will always combat every lie. Mm -hmm. And essentially at the heart of it, depression is based on lies. Mm -hmm. Lies about who you are. Lies about the truth of who you are in God's eyes. And even sometimes just lies about situations. Like people can become so entrenched 
in depression that like they perceive things reality skewed. Yeah, re- mm-hmm. your reality is completely skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. So and then two, you thank God for loving you and bringing you through that bout of lowness or depression. You try to keep from making any major decisions in that time. So they're just different things that I will link this article for sure. But essentially they're saying that, yes, depression, and I think that's the key. Like people can turn to medications. And again, if you're one of them, it's just a treatment. It's not a cure. The only cure for depression is Jesus. Mm, Medications will not cure you. Mm -hmm. Just like. You know, like when you take medications for other physical illnesses, it's not a cure. If you take medications for cancer, cancer, if you Mm -hmm. take medications for diabetes, like it doesn't cure your illness. Or eliminate the root cause. Or eliminate Mm -hmm. the root cause. It just helps you to manage the illness. Mm -hmm. Because if if you you stop taking the medication, you you stop stop taking the medication, you still have the issues. If you want a cure, Jesus is the only answer. I don't know how many times I have to say that. But if you want a cure and if you want to live completely free from depression, Jesus is the answer. Any thoughts, questions, comments? Um, I think it's sad, like, how we've created or there is a culture around um, mental illness and, like, depression um, in the church that ultimately isn't like aiding people towards their freedom and like how you said that people don't believe that it's a sin like it i mean there's so many um misconceptions along the spectrum whether Mm -hmm. people don't even believe that mental illness is real or Mm -hmm. they don't believe it's a sin and they've embraced it um i feel like it's just it's sad how we misunderstand like how how much or how many misconceptions there are like i was just thinking when janelle was talking about how depression is a sin it's like mm-hmm. i was just thinking in so many ways that it, it can lead people to sin like yeah. in our previous episode i don't remember what the scripture was that you ariel mentioned the scripture like um the one of the greatest commands is to love the lord with all oh, your heart yeah. all your mind Mark. and all your soul mm-hmm. and there's just absolutely no way that you can love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and your soul when your mind is like forever like in a state yeah in a prolonged state of negativity of self-hate of mm. like low self-worth or whatever the factors are that have let that lead people to to be depressed like there's no way that you can be in that state of lowness and also with all of your mind be dedicated to god it just doesn't make sense and like similar to what we were talking about in the last in the previous episode there's no way that you can say that jesus is your lord and your savior and your number one god when at the same time you are obsessed with thinking um poorly about yourself or poorly about other situations Mm -hmm. when every your whole mind and your your your, all of your thought processes are focused on yourself and bad images of yourself or your past or mm-hmm. like there's no way that's idolatry mm-hmm. whether or not we want to believe it that is idolatry it, just because it doesn't fit into the boxes that we've put around um sins uh based off of maybe like the setting of the bible mm-hmm. like man-made images doesn't mm-hmm. make it any less true like that is a form yeah. of idolatry and we just like we fail to kind of um apply the word of god to modern day life like we i feel like 
we look at the Bible or we look at our lives through an old lens Mm -hmm. of the scripture and Mm -hmm. we're not able to apply the scripture to the the real life situations that people are dealing with today and see how it's like i said how it's relevant and like at the end of the day that just like is a disadvantage and And a disservice to us that's what the enemy wants like especially in the glorification of mental health it's like he's trying to do everything so that you don't see these things as a sin Mm -hmm. but you're seeing it as a weakness you're seeing it as something that like is an illness but if people would actually start to grasp that like it is a sin it's Mm -hmm. something that's anti-god it's Mm -hmm. something that is hindering you from your relationship with god and your walk with god maybe that would be more motivation yeah for people to you know like i need to change yeah like i don't understand i mean i do understand because it's a tactic of the the enemy but like i don't understand why when something's labeled a sin we automatically feel ashamed or feel judged or guilt like we feel guilt put in a box of guilt by someone else and we feel immediate shame when i think we should switch the the view it's not so so much that it's a sin so let's be ashamed or let's feel shame but it's a sin run to god because if you look at scripture sin always destroys instead of saying oh it's a sin oh my gosh wow you're just judging me and like being on the defensive (laughs) realize sin destroys it should be a motivator to get the freedom you need yeah if you remember at the end of the day sin destroys whether or not you're the one sinning or someone else's sin always destroys Mm -hmm. that is all the motivation you need to get out of the pit you're in yeah do mm-hmm. not feel condemned like that's a lie from the pit of hell like yeah the reality is sin will abound like we live in a world that is of like based on flesh we live in a world the bible tells us like the minute that adam and eve sinned that this world was just rampant with sin it will always be around us so it mm-hmm. shouldn't be shocking when we hear that something is a sin yeah but like ariel said let that just be a motivation for us to turn to god face god like it's like okay god that's a sin let me run to you because yes it destroys and there's no peace in sin Mm -hmm. there's no one of the things with with depression as well it can then begin to you manifest actual like physical illness Yeah. yeah like nothing that like that's just that in itself just tells you that this is just Bondage. so sick and wrong and it's just not what god wants like how can your mind be so like warped and low unwell. and unwell to the point where you actually make yourself physically sick mm. like it's just mind-blowing so that to me and i think to pretty much everyone listening you can know that like this is not where god, god wants you to be it's mm-hmm. not of god it's not what he wants and another thing too is like God wants us to manifest. He's like, he needs us to actually show the fruit of the spirit. Like if we are being, if we are filled with his spirit, we are sons of God. The Bible tells Mm -hmm. us that. And he's coming back for his sons. Okay. So he's coming back for people who are walking in his spirit. When you're walking in his spirit and you're being led by his spirit, you're manifesting the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. One of the fruits of the spirit is the opposite of depression, which is joy. You cannot operate in the fruit of the spirit. If you are depressed, you cannot operate in the fruit of the spirit. If you are like struggling with anxiety disorder, Mm -hmm. because you are not at peace, you are in pieces. Mm -hmm. So like you cannot, we need to start thinking. We're just living below our means essentially 
you're living outside of the will of God for your life, mm-hmm. period. You're living outside of the will of God for your life when you are embracing these things wholeheartedly because mm-hmm. they're not in alignment with the fruit of the spirit. They are the fruits of the flesh. Yeah. And we're called to live above the flesh because God has given us the power to do that through his spirit. Mm-hmm. And like if we really start to see the the life that we're living as like a battle for our souls, then we have to like wake up to the fact that we like it, there's no room for ignorance like anyone that's in a battle that doesn't know how to recognize its enemy mm-hmm. their enemy is on a, a road to failure on a road to destruction if you can't even do the due diligence 100%. of recognizing that mental illness like there's nothing like are you saying there's nothing wrong with naming sin for what it is or yeah. putting putting a face to the f- the feelings yeah. that you've had there's nothing wrong with that that's how you you know when when you identify something mm-hmm. then you Can't are then you have to the power to overcome it if you never name it if you never give mm-hmm. it if you never um acknowledge that it has power over yeah. you then you are on a road to destruction yeah, walking blind. you're walking blind and that's exactly where the devil wants you mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna read you a scripture and that's in alignment with kind of what we're saying but basically, depression is the behavior. It's just like the manifestation of a stronghold in your life. So what is a spiritual stronghold? Second Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5 say, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So it's not like you're fighting against like the physical things you're seeing. Like sometimes a trigger might be a person, but like it's really not the person. There's like yeah. a deeper thing going on. We, the weapons are not, um, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what we're called to do. If we have the Holy Spirit, this is Paul talking to the church that we should not be operating in our flesh. We don't fight flesh with flesh, but instead we recognize that there are different forces underneath there are strongholds underneath that are working to against the knowledge of god and we need to work in the spirit by using the truth of god's word Mm -hmm. to captivate and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ so a stronghold is made up of sin expressed in a person's thoughts so we don't fight that by just using physical means. The Bible is saying we have to fight it with spiritual means. Yeah. So you fight that with the word of God. You fight that with prayer. In addition to also, like we'll also get to practical things too, but I just want to emphasize how spiritual this can be and how spiritual it is. But yes, a stronghold is made up of sin expressed in a person's thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, philosophies, actions, and values that oppose the truth of God. It's just that simple. So even if you're operating in low self-esteem, we just talked about low self-esteem, that is your stronghold where you Mm -hmm. see yourself in a way that is not actually what God has called you to be. Whether you see yourself as higher or whether you see yourself as lower instead of seeing yourself as what God sees you. Mm -hmm. That's a stronghold. Strongholds are a launching pad for the enemy to influence our lives. So one thing I found interesting, I have this book here and like, it's so true, but a lot of, like I said earlier, depression is just a behavior, a manifestation behavior that comes from a stronghold. Mm -hmm. And this 
a lot of times it comes from the stronghold of rejection. So mm-hmm. when you encounter rejection or you encounter something that could be anything that could lead to rejection, whether you didn't feel loved or you didn't feel or you didn't receive truth growing up or you were abused, like there's so many different forms of rejection and that can end up building and building over time to where eventually you actually are living in a state of like continual depression. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to recognize these because if we don't look at the root causes of things, we're never ever going to be able to live truly free. Mm-hmm. We don't want band-aid fixes. Mm-hmm. Like, just cutting branches. <laughs> yeah. You don't want just a cover fix. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, it's like, I okay so for me personally I would have thought in the beginning when when my depression started it was more linked towards it was rejection in the sense that I didn't fit the world around me and I perceived that like I was not good enough in comparison like yes part of that was coming from what people were kind of subliminally saying like mm-hmm. I just physically didn't fit the mold but then again you begin to just Make, blow things out of proportion in your mind yeah. so like you just feel like you're not good enough in any in any way shape or form physically um it like personality wise no matter what like nothing is good enough kind of thing but it really stemmed more from a physical means like initially it was just like body body issues mm-hmm. right like what would you call body it image body image thank you it was just body image in the beginning and just not fitting the mold of what in that time it was just like that skinny skinny bodies were in (laughs) so it was just like that i'm not fitting that mold and then i had all the eating disorders and all of that like all those things are just not helpful for your mind Mm -hmm. you're just ending up like constantly in a state of um criticizing yourself constantly thinking that you're worthless constantly think like you then have like body dysmorphia where you Mm. think your body looks completely different than it actually is like literally it's bondage so it starts like that or it started like that for me anyway but honestly as i as the years passed and i got closer and closer to healing or even in the last i don't know maybe in the last year or so of living in depression i began to realize that at the heart of a lot of my issues was the fact that I had not embraced the love of those around me, but mainly the love of Christ. And I didn't understand. I could not accept. I actually, I think like, so I had two distinct periods of depression in my life. One when I was a teenager and then one when I was like an adult. Mm -hmm. And the last bout of depression, which was the absolute worst, I would not have made it if it was not for God. Mm-hmm. But that one, it was literally because it spiraled out of control because of one moment where I was like, God, you do not love me. Mm-hmm. And you do not, like, I cannot believe this. Like, you don't care about me. And that that was it. Like, if you lose that foundation, God help you. Mm-hmm. Like, that, and that, again, it's that idea of rejection. I felt rejected by god Mm -hmm. and so nothing was taking me out of that like save for the grace of god nothing can take you out of that but him alone because you if you fail to think that like all of a sudden he's like god no longer cares about me i god does not love me which is 
the purest form of love Mm -hmm. if you lose that then all hell pretty much all hell broke loose so i'm saying that from experience that rejection and elements of rejection is what can really end up bringing you to a point where you are living in Mm -hmm. a perpetual state of depression so you need to recognize those things in your life Mm -hmm. whether that be through family members or like friends or there could be so many different things that cause you to feel rejected and then end up leading you to this low place Mm -hmm. you have to deal with those real issues and you combat everything again with the word of god and his truth truth about you and some here's the thing it's not gonna work it's not gonna feel like i don't want to glamorize instant stuff like this has taken years (laughs) But the more that you start, we said this at the beginning when we started this podcast as well, the more that you start to, the more you read God's word and you just keep reading it. Mm-hmm. The first time you read it, you might be like, whatever, like, you know, like you may not you feel, feel change. You might yeah. not feel change. But I guarantee you, the more that you read, the more that you continue to meditate on God's word, the more that you allow it to saturate every space, you can print sheets off. You can have memorize the word of God. You can have it surrounding you. You can choose not to listen to things that are contrary, mm-hmm. but try and fill your spaces with the truth of God. I'm telling you over time, you will look back and say, oh my goodness, I have changed so yeah. much, but it's not an instantaneous thing. And no. I, I feel like so many times we glamorize that, but the reality is just like, going back to the whole thing with like weight loss or going back to like lifestyle changes it's not an instantaneous thing it's something that takes periods of time and then you realize the change after the fact like many times you might not even realize the change in yourself it's other people who recognize it first Mm -hmm. just like with weight loss or something like that and then gradually over time that you can realize oh my goodness i've changed so much Mm -hmm. yeah but it's not I wake up unless you got lipo, but like <laughs> it's not yeah. like you you woke up and you were suddenly changed. And it, it just took dedication to changing little things in your life gradually over time and just stick with it. Mm-hmm. The same thing with surrounding yourself with the word of God and his truth. Anyways, I'm gonna probably end it here, but we'll have a little bit more part one is Yeah, this yeah. is part one. But we're going to talk more about the details of depression. This is just kind of like a quick overview. And moving to freedom as well. Yes. And we touched a little bit on freedom, but we'll get into more details about freedom Mm -hmm. and also a little bit more about depression. But I just want you to remember, if you forget anything, just please remember this, that one, you can live free from depression. Mm -hmm. And two, Jesus is... He always has been and he will always be a healer. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing, no illness, nothing that he cannot fix. He cannot restore. He cannot mend. He cannot transform. Like if he could create this entire universe by just speaking it into existence, how much more can he fix you and make you whole and transform you, which is what he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling with depression or you notice that that has been a struggle throughout your life and you may be feeling overwhelmed um, in terms of, okay, you recognize it's sin based on listening to this and you know God is a healer, but the next steps forward seem overwhelming. It's not for you to do in your own strength. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. Know that we are praying for you and there will be another part. But I want, like, if you're listening and this is you, you take it to the Lord Lord. like whatever your relationship with God is just have a conversation with him and let God be God in your life 
Amen. And read Romans 12, verse 2. We'll end with that. When Paul was talking to the church um, in Rome, he said, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, renewing actually means replacing. So God wants to renew you by replacing your old thoughts, replacing the bad yes, thoughts yes. with the new thoughts, which Amen. are the truth of his word. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Mm. So do not conform. Just meditate on that scripture. God, I don't want to conform to the old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Lord, you have made me new because you have given me your spirit. I've been baptized in your name. I know who you are. You have made me new. So I don't want to live in my old way of thinking. I don't want to live in the way of the, this world's thinking that, you know, subscribes to worthlessness or just low mood or just embracing something that is anti you. God, I want you to replace the old thoughts. I want you to replace the bad thoughts with the yeah. thoughts of your truth. And I want you to renew my mind. Amen. Okay. So on that note. Okay. <laughs> We will catch you in the next episode for part two. Um, maybe we'll actually do a little like Q and well, not Q and A, but like we'll get on Instagram. Oh, new feature yeah. coming. We're gonna uh, have um, what's the word? We're now going to have available a Dropbox. So if you have suggestions for future episodes, if you have questions, comments, concerns, um. Prayer requests, oh, testimonies, nice. all of that will be available start going now or from now on. And it'll be anonymous um, and accessible through the link in our bio. I just remembered. Yes. Sorry. Oh, okay. So oh, link in the Instagram bio? Mm-hmm. Okay. So go to our Instagram page at Bloom and Grow Podcast. Well, let's put it in the anchor. And we also put it in oh. the anchor, like, web page i guess um but anyways go to the link in our instagram and click on that if you have any questions comments testimonies but i was saying specifically related to this episode so we can get any input questions feedback Mm -hmm. for part two um look in our stories you can drop a little comment um drop a question if you have more questions based on what you heard today yeah okay on uh, that note, have a great day and we're praying for you and we know that you can live, live free. free. Indeed. Indeed. Bye.